Like, I feel like I'm mainly going to Captain Marvel for the end credit scene. <laughs> like, I just, I need to get to Endgame. I need it! <laughs> Every It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're waiting for the arrival of Captain Marvel. Yes. <laughs> She's in space. That's that's why we're waiting on her to arrive. Uh, Aquaman 2 has a release date. Okay, and, cool. And, Lay it on me. And it is, on, is it already on our upcoming page, Mike. I updated it the second we had this. We are watching new trailers for Dark Phoenix, Hellboy, mm. and Detective mm. Pikachu. Mm. And more. <laughs> and more, yeah. I, I love trailer-heavy weeks because it gives us so much to speculate and uh, uh, and judge. So I will be judging one of these trailers very harshly. Even the international trailer was slightly better, and you'll find out which one we're talking about. But I that didn't get me jazzed either, so... Uh, I don't know if my broccoli is necessarily steamed, but all the enthusiasm has well, left the room. But we'll we'll, we'll save you it. You act like there was there. any to begin with. Don't even <laughs> don't even don't even sugarcoat this. We will talk about that later. But like, there's nothing you can't go. Uh, this multiplied my enthusiasm by 100 percent, Mike. But that's still zero times. <laughs> but I remember math. That's zero exactly. So what have you been up to this weekend? You've got something you want to share with the world because. <laughs> Yeah, about every two weeks I, I, you bring this up. So, I, I finally technically beat Bloodborne, which is like a three or four year old game. So I know I'm very late to the punch. It hasn't taken me four years to beat the game. I got it like uh, you know last year, but I put quotations around the word "beat" because uh, no spoilers. Even though the game's been out for a while, but you know, in case anybody wants to pick it up, you know, there's a boss at the end that gives you a choice to either kind of like end the game and get get at one ending, or kind of continue the game a little bit with a different ending and. Then I found out there's like a third whole nother ending where you have to do all the special stuff for. So I, I chose the route that kind of continues the game for just a little bit longer. But, you know, technically I, I, I could have chosen and I, the game would be over. So basically the game is done. I have completed it. It was uh, an arduous journey. And uh, I don't know if I love or hate the game. I'm in this weird kind of um, I'm in this weird space, but I'm just glad I finally reached the end of the game. Because there's so many questions I have. Now I can finally watch all of these YouTube videos that are out there. All of these explainers of the lore. I finally watched a speed run of this game mm-hmm. last night. Because I wanted to know how people beat this game in under 30 minutes. So I love watching speed runs. Because I love I love it when people find like these like little secret pathways. Like if it's an open world game. Or a game with like different kind of connected areas. I love seeing how people like cheat and like clip through stuff. To get to different stages. Shortcuts you know. Speed runners are always very very good at like beating like required bosses you know they they know exactly what to do and usually they're not like powered up to where they usually need to be so i love watching that so that was really fun to watch so now i'm really diving deep into the lore of bloodborne and like there's just like i have technically gotten to the end of the game where you can see credits roll and my playstation says i'm only 20 percent through the game so there's so much there that i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna touch i think i think tomorrow i'm just gonna watch all of the three different endings on youtube and then i'm gonna put the game away and then maybe get the downloadable content for spider-man jump into a little bit more bright and cheery world and just continue on with my life and close this bloodborne chapter so i'm just i feel good i finally i finally beat the video 
video game, technically, in quotes. So uh, I feel accomplished today, Chris. Do you? Congratulations. That feels good. It's good. <laughs> it feels good beating a video game. You know, I, I understand what you're going through. So, uh, yeah. I, in terms of video games, Fortnite Season Eight's out, which is pirate-themed, and there's a new volcano, which is pretty cool. If hey, I didn't even know there was volcoms to begin with. There wasn't. There was like it's brand new. Like they they changed the whole map every season, or even like midway through the season. Like mm-hmm. last season, they added a whole ice section like of snow and stuff. But so was, this one was volcano, so that's pretty fun. Rad, rad. Yeah, I know. Thank you very much. Uh, did you get a chance to watch any movies this weekend, rather than just play games? I did. I picked up the digital version of Spider Verse, which came out last week on Tuesday. Uh, it is just as wonderful and delightful as the first time that I saw it. Um, uh, it it's just great. It's I, I it's a I don't think it's a stretch to call it a perfect movie. Uh, I you know there was a, even with like kind of like the rose colored glasses taken off since it's been a while and I was able to just watch it at home a little critically on my couch. I, I still loved it. There's still maybe one or two things that I think I would tweak or, or change a little bit about the film, but just overall, wow, what a great lovely movie i can't wait to see what they do moving forward even the animation is beautiful on like a smaller screen just in your in your living room so go check out spider-verse digital copy i love the movie it's so great Mm -mm, gives me warm and fuzzies when i when i think about it (sighs) yeah great movie chris it is so great it won the best animated picture at the academy awards last weekend damn straight that's right we recorded just before uh just before those oscars came through congrats to black panther not getting best picture, but they won more than I thought they would. Yeah. I thought the the film, the favorite, that kind of like that Victorian kings and queens and fancy garb would kind of get the production design and costume and makeup and stuff. But Black Panther kind of came in and really, really showed up. You know, they didn't get the big picture award of the night. You know, that was controversial in its own right. Things that, you know, we don't concern ourselves with too much over here at Superhero Slate. But props to Black Panther. Good for them. Um, I love that they won best score. I love the score of that of that film. That that kind of like I don't know what instrument the the drums that they're banging, but like whenever you enter Wakanda, like do 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 those drums. Yeah, I love that. That's very iconic to me. So uh, way to go, Black Panther. Way to go, Spider Verse. Um, <laughs> speaking of the best animated category, we both almost shared this same photo. Uh, in real life, yeah. uh, over uh, over in our group chat of Wreck It Ralph, they had made the best picture winner like little standees for their toys already, and somebody put them out. Ooh, that's a uh, that's that's hard to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they they'd already been on the floor. Like, oh no, 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 sir, you did not get that. So. <laughs> yeah, the, put that on the the very ugly Spider Verse toys. I don't know if they have gotten better. I don't know if they've made new ones, but those Spider Verse toys. They are gross. Uh, I, I'm not a big toy collector, but I've strolled through the aisles once or twice to see what they had to offer, and they are not good. So, so I think uh, <laughs> I think those toys are more of the kind of like kind of disposable ones. I think you'd really like more of the collectible items, like maybe head to Amazon or your comic book store and ask them. I, th- oh, I think you really yeah, like I'm sure I, I'm I'm sh- I'm sure I would for sure. But uh, uh, outside of what I've been doing, Chris, this weekend, before we jump into the news, uh, you went to an expo. You're out there in the real life doing some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So every year, first weekend of March, is the Louisville Arcade Expo uh, here mm-hmm. in Louisville, of course. Uh, normally, most of the times, like the past three times I've been, I've had to work it and film it. This week, I went on, this week I went on my own volition and mm-hmm. got to play games on my own. Uh, there are less machines there this year, but um, there's, there's just a lot of, like, I went on Friday afternoon, so it was like the first day. Not It wasn't crowded. I could get into whatever I wanted to. A lot of them are really cool. They've got, you know, set free play. You just tap the button, puts in quarters quote-unquote quarters for you while you play mm-hmm. i played some uh you know avengers or i think it was a uh, 
Marvel something superheroes. It's like a fight 'em up game that was pre Marvel versus Capcom, made by Capcom. Oh, cool. Then I played X Men versus Capcom. Uh, and then I was playing by myself. Some guy came up and was like, hey, "Careful!" I'm like, "No." He played. He played for fucking keeps. To be honest, like he was like, <laughs> he's good at. It. I'm like, I've never done this before. So, oh my god, fighting games are like that. Like if you come across, there's like there's no middle ground for fighting games. It's just people that kind of dick around in fighting games that you know kind of know what they do doing. They might know like one move, like they they looked up the instruction sheet and they practice how to do one Get cool over thing. Here. So Get over here. yeah, and then there's like nothing. There's nobody who's middle ground, and then there's just top tier players that like play for like pink slips of their of their mortgage and their cars. It's just like there's no it's sink or swim. It's just it's insane. So I could. Totally see that happening to you, Chris. Yeah, so that was fun. They actually had a Fix It Felix Jr. cabinet there as well. Mike. Oh, fun! That was I really like fun. That. Uh, you know, some I played uh, the Duck Hunt arcade game, which is more mm-hmm. of um, um, like a not like a tournament style game. So like they had the ducks flying around, and then mm-hmm. they had one where like ducks are just flying constantly off the screen for that. It was really fun. So like, but there's also several rooms where they go through the history of all the arcade games. They have all the old ones, and you can walk through like. <coughs> Virtual Boy, the original Sega, like Atari's, ColecoVisions, all the old game consoles from like pre like you know nineteen eighty nine. Uh, oh, that would that would kind of be cool to kind of like see them all in person, kind of lined up. Obviously, you can go to any website and look up like a video game timeline because like every blog and and nerd collective has something out there. But seeing it in person, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, and you could you could even play them. They were all working as well, which was cool. So uh, I, I, I can say I had a really good time with it, and uh, if you're ever in Louisville first weekend of March, I'd recommend going and checking it out at least. So sweet. Uh, other than that, it's time for the news because yes, let's jump into the news. This is going to be feel like the longest week. I thought last week was the longest week ever. This week is the longest week ever. <laughs> we have Captain Marvel releasing this week. I'm going uh-huh. Thursday, uh, seven or eight o'clock. I'm actually very excited. Two of my favorite theaters in the area, competing theaters, mm-hmm. have now opened up as of tomorrow. We'll have reserved seatings in all their screen, all their theaters. Nice. Finally, coming into the future, Chris, reserved seating. That's where it's at. Yeah, so this is – I'm going to IMAX, which always had reserved seating, but all their other ones didn't, so I never wanted to go because mm-hmm. I'm like, you never know what you're going to get. But the, mm-hmm. the theater with the reclining seats added reserved nice. seatings. So I'm very excited to go watch Captain Marvel again in one of those theaters. Because I'm going to go watch this again, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> this is releasing this week, and you know what happens with every big superhero release, movie release? What's that, Chris? We record a review episode right after That's right. Stay tuned. Next week, make sure you're subscribed, and we'll be talking about all things Captain Marvel. Exactly. Especially the post credit scene for Mike, because he's very excited to see how we get to end in game yeah do i wonder how i wonder how many we have like i wonder if we're gonna have like a post-credit scene to set up the next captain marvel movie kind of like we did you know you know all the other films like you know doctor strange uh had one that set up its next film can can they Uh, though with in game right now the the current state of the mcu as we left it (laughs) wouldn't that just be hilarious if they do all this to build up captain marvel and she dies in end game like nope she's done her character's out that's why you didn't see that's why you didn't see a scene for her (laughs) yeah because like this movie set in the 90s as we already know, how do they do mm-hmm. a post-credit scene that will pick up twenty years later? Uh, at the end of the day, like I don't know. Like I'm, I'm curious as well. Like I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. knocking. I'm just like, how do they go? Like you know, everybody got du- half the people got dusted. She wasn't. She's never been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe what? before. How are they going to bring her in this? I'm very. Very well, excited. does does post credits re- relate to this other bullet point that you have here for Captain Marvel? I don't think so. This was this was actually a, a like a talked about from the directors. 
Um, there is a Stan Lee tribute uh, put in this movie by Marvel, and I think it'll probably be before the movie or maybe after the movie. Um, mm. But they did not mention this being like a post-credit scene at all. Uh, they didn't say uh, where it was going to be. They just said yeah. they can't say anything about it. But like people, like there wasn't a dry eye in the house when they played it. Oh the- man. Yeah, because sometimes there's, like, special screenings for films or, like, fan screenings or, like, first showing screenings where at the very end there might be a little, like, extra couple minutes of, like, almost, like, special features before, like, you know, the DVD even comes out. So I was like, oh, maybe that's it. Maybe the first post credit scene before you get the before you get all the trailers, for, I mean, before you get all the credits, will be like, oh, this is the end game post credit scene. This is how it ties in. Then after all the credits roll, you kind of get the Stanley uh, tribute. But oh man, yeah, I don't know how they're gonna, I think, how they're gonna put that in there. But I think it would be better before the movie, so that way you're not left I, thinking about Stanley and not in game. Yeah, Chris, I will, I will cry because even seeing the the animated Stanley cameo in Spider Verse again was just like, oh, Stan, I miss you. Oh, this was like your. This was the first thing, the first cameo we saw after you passed. Oh, oh, oh. Like, and just them doing a whole little tribute, man, I'm going to ball my eyes out. I'm going to need popcorn to get myself through it. You're going to dry your eyes with your popcorn kernels? <laughs> no, you're going to dab it up there with those little dry things. I'm going to put a little extra salt on that popcorn, man. Exactly. But uh, Captain Marvel's this week. Uh, send us your reviews. Send us your thoughts if you get to see it this weekend. As usual, uh, we will be doing a spoiler-filled review at the end of it because let me tell you be seeing set in the 90s and with scrolls and before in game we're gonna have tons of spoilers to talk about i'm very excited mm-hmm. avoid the internet this week i guess is the, the, the lesson learned here yes avengers in game is the next movie afterwards uh as you just heard and just a reminder this movie was filmed entirely on imax screens or Ooh. imax cameras so mm-hmm. they did the same thing with infinity war so you're getting 28 or 26 percent more screen when you watch this movie, Mike, like it's not like it's, they just stretch it. Like there's literally more frame being captured on IMAX. Yeah, um, and I I wouldn't necessarily call this a gimmick, but if it was a gimmick, it worked for me because I usually don't see movies in theaters twice. Usually once is enough for me. I move on to the next thing, even if I really love the film. But with Infinity War, I saw it kind of in my normal standard like theater. You know, it was great, and then I tr- specifically tracked down a big IMAX, like a true IMAX theater. Uh, out here so I could see the movie and like I bought the tickets way too late and I was in like two rows from the front of the screen I like my entire perspective was full of Infinity War and I still loved it so I think I'm going to have to check this out in IMAX as well exactly so when tickets go on sale and you have that option to see an IMAX you should probably take it because (laughs) the home release doesn't do the IMAX format I'm pretty sure right now so um, you won't see it again unless it's it's still in IMAX theaters It'd be cool if you could do the IMAX viewing through a VR headset. That would be rad. I, I mean, it wouldn't take much to make it on a TV because we already have black bars. They just got to stretch it up a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why they're not doing it, but you know, I'm not, I'm not making those decisions for them. Sadly, however, I mentioned this because there's a rumored March 11th to 12th for the next in-game trailer, Mike. And if we have mm. one more in-game trailer, what do you think is going to be attached to that? Oh, well, I think it's going to be tickets, and this next trailer I have a lot of questions because they've done a really, really good job basically not revealing anything. I feel like they're only taking clips from maybe the first 20 minutes, if less, of this movie, and I think that is a great decision. This is almost a movie you don't even need to sell. I mean, everyone's going to go see this movie, but, you know, the marketing department's got to do something. They can't do nothing, so... 
I, I, I almost like as much as I want to see something before the movie comes out, since we're so close, I'm just like, hold the restraint. Don't show me anything else. I think if they could show us anything new, it might be Thanos yeah. without him interacting with any other people. You know, he's just on his own planet. Maybe they just show him with like a rake or a hoe, just like planting some stuff on his I, planet. Maybe he could be like narrating kind of like he did in one of the Infinity well, War trailers, but I don't want to see any interaction yet. You know, keep all that secret. I tell you why uh, who's going to be in the trailer? Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. I guess they've, after her movie comes they've out. They've not shown her in any of the other in-game stuff. We know she's going to be a big part in it. I would like to see her in this somehow. I don't know how, but like the best part about these trailers, Mike, no matter how much we watch them, they've all lied to us in these trailers. Yes, that's true. So we <laughs> don't know what's going on, uh, which is going to be very exciting. So I don't know why they'd wait for the week after Captain Marvel to to do the trailer. Because um, you'd, you'd want to put it in front. But of if it's the trailer includes Captain Marvel, they don't want to do they don't want to give that away before you and actually all- watch the movie for the first time. And also, when a trailer says tickets are on sale, you probably want that trailer to be premiering, like, you know, out there in the world on the internet. So you watch the trailer, you click the call to action in the video, and you go right to the mm-hmm. ticket buying thing, too. And also, like, Endgame is such a huge thing. Like, I would think almost an Endgame trailer could suck the wind out of your brand new Captain Marvel movie. It's like that big of a deal. So maybe they're like, let's get Captain Marvel out there. Let's get all the hype through and then we'll get in game. Also all the Captain Marvel tickets will have been purchased already the first weekend. So if you're buying a second movie ticket, you would buy in game the next week, I guess. Yeah, I guess. So uh, I'm excited. I want to know if this is true for next week. Cause then we'll have another week after Captain Marvel. We get to talk in game trailers. Mm-hmm. Marvel's Eternals is rumored to still come out next year in the November range, and they are currently rumored to be looking for an openly gay character actor for a prominent role in this movie, aged, I think, like 30 to 45, maybe? Uh, All right, well, expect the uh, people that complained about uh, the openly gay character in Beauty and the Beast to freak out, and we'll just all laugh at them and be like, hey, catch up with the times, mm -hmm. yo. It's a Marvel movie. You'll still go see it. It's one of those things. Uh, and it's also one of those deals where, like, um, they, you know, they've talked about you know being more inclusive in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, kind of going forward. Um, and and I think this is one of those steps towards it. Well, I think it be the main character. I don't think so. I don't think the main character is like thirty to forty five. But I could be could be wrong. I don't. I've not read the script. I don't know anything about this movie. Um, but I yeah, that doesn't doesn't really phase me. And this is going to be the people who get upset. Have you heard about the Captain Marvel versus Shazam thing going on? Oh God, it's the dumbest, thing. dumbest thing I've ever heard. People are people are just people are rude and they're stupid and they're dumb. And I'm glad Rotten Tomato decided to kind of like lock that off and you know stop people from doing that nonsense. Yeah. So uh, just for people who don't know, Captain Marvel, the Marvel one, um, was I don't know when they first came out. I think it was after this, but DC used to own the Captain Marvel character, who we now know as Shazam. They did not renew the copyright, I think, I want to say it was in the 50s, and then Marvel bought it up because it said Marvel in it, and they Uh bought Captain Marvel, so that's why Captain Marvel is now Shazam, so everyone was like, I stand behind the real Captain Marvel. He's not been called Captain Marvel since the 50s, like, I don't Uh know who you think you are, but like... No, no one's it, grown up calling him that. It's just a bunch of sexist bullshit. Yeah. So it's it's stupid. It's very stupid. So yeah. Anyway, on with the show. The Star Wars Galaxy Edge. I'm very excited for this, but I don't know what I'm going to go. It's this is the Disney Park 
thing we've talked about before, the mm-hmm. uh, Galaxy's Edge. The theme park, all these news came out this week. So the theme park is set between The Last Jedi and Episode Nine currently when it comes out. Mm-hmm. And they've built a park that so it can be updated, changed, and integrated with any other Star Wars stuff they decide to release afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because Star Wars is an ever-changing thing. I believe this is this is the Disneyland park, right? Out here on bo- the West Coast? Both, both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and uh, so, because I went, when I went to Disney, like I said, in December, all their stuff was still set between episodes... Um, and was it um, The Force Awakens and The... Uh, Last Jedi, because like you get Captain Phasma, and they're all doing the military marches up and down, that stuff. So they're they're moving to the next one. The rides in this are going to be one of them's called Rise of the Resistance, which a lot of people like they've not released any information on this at all. But apparently, we'll put you on a star destroyer and then bring you face to face with Kylo Ren during this little ride. Ooh, fancy! Uh, I imagine. I think I saw like some concept art of someone like you know one of those like train track driven rides where you're like in the trolley like and it's pulling you through it. It might pull you through like a star destroyer, then making the ATATs and so on and so forth through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite one, I think, is going to be the Smuggler's Run ride, which puts six people in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and you all control different things on the Millennium Falcon while you're doing this. Oh, that's that's cool. Now, uh, you you may have just mentioned that maybe I missed it. Do any of these rides at either park, I guess either West Coast or Florida, are they going to have any rides that move? Like I know they have like the the rides where you put on the glasses and the pod like moves mm. around on like a like a stand. But do they have anything on like a track? That's, you know, that's any... I think that's Rise of the Resistance is one on a track. Okay, gotcha. Okay, uh, Smuggler's Run. I think they're going with more of these. 3D ones because then you can update it cheaper by just by changing yeah. the videos. I mean, yeah, that's totally fine. I, I I think both rides have their own merits, but I think when you open up a brand new park, you gotta you gotta have both. Right, you exactly. Have the moving ride and then the pod. Well, ride. this is exactly like the Avatar Land. It has a moving ride and then it had the pod ride, and that was the mm-hmm. two rides in Avatar Land, and the, everything else was just the experience. So, uh, Millennium Falcon, you get to fly, you get to shoot like Tie Fighters and stuff like that, and like. Things you do in it will affect like how the game's going too as well. So like, our the ride is going. So I'm very excited to see what that one's about when that comes out. Mm. Dining, they're gonna have blue and green milk options, Mike. Uh, <laughs> of course. I wonder if it's actually gonna it, be. Milk, it's not. They, the last they thing said it's not milk. They, like it's like a cool drink, ba- like plant based drink, but it is not. Uh, milk. I bet it's. I wonder if it's gonna be like kind of like horchata kind of based or you know something kind of like that since it's you know it's a little bit more refreshing on a hot day in a theme park. Yeah, exactly. So they, they did very specifically. This is not milk. This is just supposed to look like milk. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. They have themed dining places. Like there's a couple like uh like two food places. I think like one's like a lunch, one's a dinner. But then my favorite is gonna be the walk up is a cantina bar, and you can order your adult beverages and themed drinks right from the cantina bar and take yeah. it with you. And- and carry over if you got the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Disneyland. Get your Groot bread, yeah. then uh, walk on over and bring Groot with you. Exactly. I'm I'm very excited. They they actually showed some pictures of the menu items. Some of them are mm. just regular menu items, but like the drinks and the 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 aesthetics of everything was really cool looking. So mm. I'm very excited for the dining here. Uh, and interaction. I thought this was the coolest thing. So there's a thing called the Play Disney Parks app. And mm-hmm. this app will like help let you book rides and do other stuff like while you're waiting in lines and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. when you enter Galaxy's Edge, the app will change into Star Wars mode based on your location in the park. Oh, that's fine. And give you missions and stories and stuff to interact with the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge land. So you're not just holding up a paper map and waiting in line, tapping your foot the whole time. So yeah. 
You know, and I, I should shout out um, a fan of the show, Christopher Kidman. He reached yeah. out to me uh, via Twitter because uh, he sent me one of these new animatronics that's going to be at one of these parks. It's a Star Wars character I'm not familiar with. Is it a Holdo something or not Holdo? Yeah, Holdo uh, o- o- Onaka. Onaka, so yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. He's from the Clone Wars, the yeah, animated TV uh, show. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure if this was like a brand yeah. new person. But it's this animatronic that is just beautiful. It's 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 so fluid. It, it almost looks like somebody in cosplay. So they they are really stepping it up. I love these high end animatronics. They're they're so much fun. So thanks for sending that uh, my way. Uh, man, yeah, these their animatronics are getting out of control. Tokyo Disney's got this crazy Beauty and the Beast animatronic that they're whipping up. So, I, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing I love about Disney parks. Like, obviously, you're gonna have to wait in line to to go on these rides but even just like walking around the park you're just going to see like cool stuff there's a chance that this animatronic is in the line and you get to watch him while you're waiting because that's how it is for star tours out here on the west coast i don't know if it's like that uh down in florida for you but when you're waiting in line for star tours there's like a really nice fluid c-3po next to an rtd2 that's like talking to you and you know he is a robot so like his his motions can only get so fluid but man doesn't he just look like actually like a robot in real so, life so so what's cool actually that the um whatever his name is onaka uh i can't even think of it um hondo onaka he is going to be on the the smugglers run ride he's the the guy mm. on that that millennium falcon ride um so that's where, where he's going to be living on, on cool. that one so. awesome um, yeah, he's a big part of the anime Clone Wars, and Jim Cummings is a voice actor for him. I remember this because he was so big. He's a voice actor who does Winnie the Pooh as well. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, it's, it's fun. I'll send you this link. Yeah, I mean, here I'll just link it in here with all the, the photos because some of this stuff is really cool, and you, I think yeah. people would love to um, to look at this stuff later. But I it's really cool. I I, I love I love theme parks. I do my best to not like kind of complain about the prices because like you know they're just kind of doing straight economics of like. They, they know they can get this money, so they're going to charge it. And if it was too cheap, the parks would be way too full all of the time. So it, it's a, you know, it's it, the lines are, are bothersome and everything. But, man, I love theme parks. They're so much fun. There's no better way to feel transported to, like, a different fantasy world than going to a Disney park specifically because they go all out on all mm-hmm. the little details. And I'll, I'll, I'll recommend another, another podcast. Uh, there's a podcast called Podcast the Ride, and they are just theme park nerds. And they just they'll, – they'll talk for – like a whole two hours about like a like an extinct theme park ride that was at Disney World like 20 years ago so they really get into the weeds and it's fun to kind of hear them talk about you know they did a whole episode where they just talked about the restaurant at Hogwarts really? so they just yeah. talked about all the different menu items so it's cool they, they know what they're talking about and it's fun to hear history and lore of theme parks there's there's so much that goes on behind the scenes so yeah check out a uh, podcast ride if you want to know more about um, uh, theme parks and stuff all right there we go I'm very I'm very excited for this I like Star Wars Wars and we need something good Star Wars related, Mike, to, to get us hype for for the future of Star Wars. So, yes, we'll see what's going on there. Speaking of hype for Star Wars, The Mandalorian, the TV show for Disney Plus, has wrapped principal photography on the show. Finally, the ten episodes with a Game of Thrones budget is directed and run by John Favreau. Well, not directed, run by John Favreau. There are many directors like Taika Waititi and others in here. Uh, is closer to reality, Mike. It just doesn't feel real yet. That's the thing. <laughs> this, this this show, like, just like better be good because just the way that you summed it up. I mean, 
like this is like the the best uh, uh roulette wheel you could ever spin i mean you're getting like a primo nerd director like john favreau you're getting primo disney money you're getting primo directors that have made primo blockbuster movies like this should just be an amazing series so i hope i hope it is man uh everybody loves boba fett because he looks really cool so getting more mandalorian armor and cool bounty hunting stuff man i hope this is cool yeah and it's like the first live action star wars tv show ever like they can't yes. they can't mess us up or it's a stain on on your your, your series yeah. forever yeah i grew up my entire life with the rumor of a star wars tv show coming at some point in time in development scripts have been written they haven't been written oh it's coming out here before streaming services ever existed so man it's cool it's cool that one's finally coming it's real it's real um that brings us. To, oh, we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk about New Mutants, the uh, Josh Boone directed uh, kind of horror film set in the the possibly the Foxman universe. We we don't know mm-hmm. the release. Everyone's like, is it going to come out? Yeah, the release is very likely. Like, yes, it's going to come out. But they may be looking at it to be one of the first movies to debut on Disney Plus as well. Uh, so, are you saying the first movie to come out of theaters and then go to streaming, or it's going to skip theaters altogether? I think skip theaters altogether. Um, the Fox Disney deal is rumored to be wrapped up in two weeks, mid March, like we've been promised. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's so, Fox or Disney would be able to take this show, wrap it up a little bit, change anything they want to to maybe remove any Fox references, and then drop it onto Disney Plus immediately. They wouldn't have to wait around for like pressing it for for theater release and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I would. I would love to be on a fly on the wall for this movie specifically because you have all of these brand new actors that haven't played any of these characters yet. You're, you're you know, you're stamping like a whole new world down uh, in this Fox universe, and it's like I just want to know like they watch the first cut and they're just like, okay, how do we possibly? put this into the mcu if we want to is it even possible should it, should it just stand on its own so i i would expect it more in my opinion to come to hulu just because it seems like more of that type of audience since this is supposed to be darker but yeah this seems like a really weird puzzle piece like this is either like an an editor's dream to make a whole new movie or an editor's nightmare to kind of like get this to work but they yeah this is going to be crazy they do have some um uh, reshoots to do still on this movie like they've not done them yet because I think they're waiting to see what Disney's gonna say what's Feige mm-hmm. gonna say is he gonna be like yes do this this and this or no don't do this this and this I think is the end goal but they were waiting for everything to finish up before they did that so I think we're gonna get a lot more of a definitive answer I mean like I said by San Diego Comic Con at the latest maybe even sooner maybe maybe uh a trailer with uh, the other X-Men movie coming out this year, Dark <laughs> Phoenix in June. Which, what if they're just like totally like throwing uh, throwing a curveball and they're just re-editing the movie and they're taking out the word mutant and just replacing it the word inhuman? They're just no, making this they, really they weird Inhumans movie so they can just like kind of push it off and be like, yeah, we made an Inhumans movie. We told you we'd do it. And now let's uh, bring the mutants back in. That's that's oh, uh, actually just paid a guy off the street to come in and cross out mu- new mutants and it says new in humans and it's just written above it in handwriting. <laughs> like they didn't even try that hard. Yeah. So oh boy. But yeah, so this one's up in the air. But I mean, if it's if they go R-rated Hulu, if they don't, if it's PG thirteen, Disney Plus would definitely be still home for it. I think at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Now we're going to jump into our trailer park section. We always every couple mm-hmm. months we have what, what we call the trailer park, Mike, where we. Back to back to back some movie trailers that came out this week. 
Um, and I think the first one is actually, the first one was not a surprise. We've been talking about this for a while and, and rumored. It's a Dark Phoenix, the upcoming X-Men, the last Fox X-Men main movie uh, coming up. So, Tra- Yep, trailer number two, Yes, which in my opinion feels a lot like trailer number one. I don't feel like we're getting a whole lot new here, mm-hmm. a whole lot different. Definitely the same tone uh, for sure. Usually, like, in a second trailer or once you start to get closer to the movie when you're trying to build hype, you know, I'm kind of expecting, like, some sort of, like, reveal, like a a character. Like, if there is aliens in this movie, maybe we get to see the first peak of them. But it's just, you know, it's all the same stuff again. You know, we see see the X-Men in that one neighbor, in that one, like, neighborhood, uh, that dreary, like, gray-looking neighborhood. We see a couple shots of, like, the the X-Manor and everything. It it just looks like all of the same. We get a little bit more elaboration on what happens in space. Um, but that's honestly about it. So you know? I think the thing with this one, it actually shows. So the ending of this, the last, the the finale was rewritten and re- redone. Remember we talked about that. Mm-hmm. That was this new train scene, I believe, is the final act. Now I think that was all new, and that's why we hadn't seen it before. Um, we do also get to see the start of whatever Quicksilver's YouTube sequence is going to be because we all know <laughs> we just take those out, put them on YouTube. Yeah, and watch those. I I thought that too. I was like, ah, I feel like they they just got a formula here. Like, uh, we got to get a cool Quicksilver scene in there. We got to get a scene where Charles and Magneto just like push and pull between what mutants should or shouldn't do. And uh, that there you go. Basically, you got yourself an X Men movie. Got Mystique just like uh-huh. uh, really stretching her bounds of what a leader is. It seems like they're definitely hinting towards Mystique is definitely dying in this film. And I think I even saw maybe a quote out there this week on the internet from like the director of the film that may have even just straight up confirmed that she died. Yeah, I think I think so. they're not like I think to to put it nicely, all fucks are gone in this. Uh, they they're like <laughs> yeah. we don't care anymore. And someone's like, oh my god, it's spoilers. I'm like. Can you spoil something you're not excited for? Like, is that really a spoiler at that point? Because, yeah, we kind of, like, know this. is Like, none of this matters at the end of the day. Marvel's going to mm-hmm. do mutants, and they're going to do it better at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. If this if this shows me anything, it says when Marvel finally kicks up their first mutants movie, whether it's X Men or whatever it's going to be, they just need to go in a totally just different, even aesthetic direction. Like I'm so tired of seeing that same shot of the um, of that big metal door with the big X Men logo on it, yeah. opening and closing in that same hallway. Like I feel like the filmmakers are trying to say, like, oh, remember this iconic hallway from the very first X Men movie? It's just like no, it just looks like you're reusing the same set over and over again. I'm so tired of seeing that. Like, it's totally fine if you want to put Charles, you know, in the MCU, you know, if you find a creative way to do it and if he, if he has like a man, just make the mansion look different. I feel like I've just been saying, seeing the same dumb mansion for like a decade. So I just totally need a, a totally fresh view reboot, you know, like a rehaul of mi- this thing. Yeah, they've just milked it and milked it and milked it. They've done their best to try to go back in time and re-tinker things and tweak things. And we've gotten some good movies here and there out of that uh, effort. But, yeah, I'm just totally 100% over it. I feel bad for the actors that are in this, like, dead franchise that aren't going anywhere after this. You know, I guess, you know, you signed on for a superhero movie. You thought you were getting a little bit more than what you got. So I'm just – I'm excited to let this chapter close. And, I mean, like – who cares about Dark Phoenix? We saw that in X-Men The Last Stand. Like, we saw all of this imagery already. We've seen Jean Grey turn into, like, flames and, like, kill people evil. that she yeah. loves. Yeah. So, yeah, don't care. Totally apathetic. Like, just whatever. And, then, and I think that's, like, the thing is, like, this trailer, if we cared about the franchise, 
I think, especially the international trailer, which is in our show notes, I think that's a like could be a good trailer for a movie we cared about. So mm-hmm. when everyone's like, "Oh, these trailers suck," no, the movie sucks. We're just have to get through the trailers to get there. Like it's gonna happen regardless. We just gotta suffer through these. Like yeah, and I and I know they they didn't have the choice because they didn't know this was gonna be their last film. But if it was, it would be cool to watch a trailer that was like people like speaking in finalities. You know, somebody saying like, "Oh, this is it. This is the end. This is where it all. This is where it all stops." You know, you know, and we could get like a whole angle of like they're wrapping it up. But they didn't have that opportunity, so I won't blame them for that. Do you think but. trailer three will do that if once the Fox deal is completely finalized? Yeah, may, maybe. Maybe that's why they're not doing it yet because they're like, we can't say that because if 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 it falls apart right now. Fox is going to keep making these stupid ass X Men movies. In oh, the same that would be manner. That that would be so. Hilarious. I think once they do it, I'm like, okay, this is you know wrapping up 19 years of X Men movies right here. Come, <laughs> come see it, and it probably does. It yeah. probably ends on a cliffhanger. What do you mean about that too? Like they didn't. Even, oh god, <laughs> it, it doesn't even wrap itself up. All right, but there, there you go. There is Dark Phoenix. <laughs> there is one scene in this though. I will tell you, they're trying to throw us off. Magneto's using guns to shoot somebody. The, oh, yeah. the person walking down the hall is actually Jessica Chastain's character in her black overcoat. So I want to know what her powers are because I I want to know who she is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's like the only thing I care to find out. Like, who is this person and what is going on here? But I don't, nothing else. I don't I don't. Yeah, I, I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> so, we don't care. We don't. A movie we probably care about i actually think this is really cool is the hellboy movie trailer with the red band trailer yeah. too with the smoke on the water yeah. kind of rendition going on underneath it what, that was cool what is really cool about this movie is i love all these like not quite um uh lovecraftian like creatures but like these look like silent hill monsters that are coming from hell in this and they have a <laughs> bunch of them like for once like it's not just like oh hey here's a couple little zombies kind of thing like they have a big one walking down the city impaling people chopping them in bits one of the houses is on chicken legs in the background that's from the comic book yeah. and i just beat bloodborne so i've already been killing a lot of monsters so i kind of sympathized with hellboy and his uh, strife what he was doing a lot of really cool imagery of him like riding like a dragon with like a flaming sword like, and like a fire crown like yeah there's so much in here like this is really cool i will i'll i can ding the trailer itself because there's some kind of really weird out of place like adr lines so they try to put a lot they try to put dialogue in this movie in this trailer that does not fit with the, the with the scene and what the characters are saying so it gets a little kind of confusing and hard to kind of process what i'm like watching but uh the, the visuals that i'm seeing all look great uh i think david harbour is going to be a great hellboy like i'm glad kind of like this ron perlman kind of fanboyness has kind of like faded into the distance yeah he was a great hellboy and it's a shame that he didn't get his third hellboy movie but he needed that movie a couple years after the sequel of Hellboy 2, this wasn't going to happen like, you know, like a decade later. So like, you know, we can, we can let Ron Perlman like move on and still be, be happy. This is like this weird, this is like that weird. Did you see the whole like drama of like this animated Scooby-Doo movie? I didn't know we were going to be talking about this in this segment, No, but, but did you see that? <laughs> I keep seeing about how uh, Shaggy's going to be in Mortal Kombat. Cause he keeps the Shaggy memes. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. that's about it though. What, what's yeah. Up? But like, 
they, they, Will Forte has been cast to be the voice of Shaggy in this new animated kind of Hanna-Barbera kind of universe of Scooby-Doo where they're going to bring in some other Hanna-Barbera characters. And I love Will Forte. I think he'll actually make a really good Shaggy. But I guess everybody was really disappointed that Matthew Lillard wasn't cast as Shaggy because he's been Shaggy in literally everything else. But it's like, where's the rule? Where's like the law set forth by the powers that be that Matthew Lillard is Shaggy in every and all iterations? Like, he got to do two live-action movies. I'm sure he's cashing a ton of checks for all the voice acting he's been doing for the movies and video games and everything else that he's in. So I guess he was a little bummed that that he found out that he wasn't going to be in this movie when they announced it. So I don't know if he was attached at some point in time and got kicked to the curb. But, I mean, like, like Matthew Lillard, like, I love you, dude. I think you're a great voice. But, like, when they're making a brand-new movie, don't just expect to kind of be carried, like, through all this process. So, yeah, it's just crazy. People are just really weirded out when when things change. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, back to it, I think David Harbour is going to be a great Hellboy. I'm looking forward to this. I love, the, I love the blood. I love the fire. I'm digging it, Chris. Yeah, it's really cool looking. I love the aesthetics. I love... I, again, the music's cool. I want to see more. I really, I think that was cool with the dude who did the um, transformed into the the tiger or whatever. I guess what was it? Yeah, there was like a transformation to like a cheetah or a leopard or something or I don't know a panther. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was like, I don't know what he's doing, but I like I like what I'm seeing here. So that was really cool. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm down with Hellboy. Uh, officially rated R as of this week, and it'll be coming out. Um, I think April fifteenth or something like that, in the middle of April. So. Uh, that's a, that's a, an April movie we've got to look forward to. Uh, one of the three big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detective Pikachu dropped trailer two on us this week. And finally, uh, remember when I talked about how I talked about Mewtwo, maybe put his dad's consciousness in the Pikachu a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. Doesn't that feel exactly how like this trailer <laughs> starts? No, it's too weird. Like, it, it, <laughs> like his his the, so his dad's consciousness is Ryan Reynolds. Like, I don't want yeah. that to be what what happens. Oh, I don't, I don't either. But, but everything else about this is pretty cool. I really like this trailer. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I just I really just like seeing the different Pokemon. They look so weird when they're rendered in real life with like textures and lighting. It's just bizarre. This movie's so weird, but I think it's really creative avenue mm-hmm. to get into the Pokemon universe. It almost seems like. It's it's a it's a movie with a plot and the Pokemon are almost ancillary. It's like we we have like this detective crime thing that we're trying to figure out and then there's just kind of just Pokemon just happen to be inhabiting in the world. Kind of reminds me of like, you know, it's an anime, you know, kind of at its roots. Well, I think it technically it was manga first and then it was an anime. But like if you're, you know, you're just kind of like watching Dragon Ball Z, like just a humanoid world, Earth, then all of a sudden you just see like a dog cashier or something like that. There's just like, there's just animals that are just people that are just living in the world. Mm-hmm. That I almost am kind of getting those vibes where like people aren't too like weirded out that there's just like a Machop just directing traffic or something like that or there's a Snorlax sleeping in the in the crosswalk so this movie's gonna be so weird or, pikachu says hell yep. which i thought was hilarious <laughs> or there's a ludiculo at the bartending thing because oh god that thing was so freaking weird <laughs> i love ludiculo and that is down my picture on twitter because i love it i love that photo he just looks so goofy and it's yeah fantastic. he's 
he's got those kind of like uh, that specific there's like a specific terminology when the eyes kind of go out and they're not really focusing on anything like it's not like really deer in the headlights eyes but they got he has those and it's just weird and bizarre but uh, yeah man I'm all on board I'm buying I'm buying tickets I'm gonna see this weird freak show Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm gonna be there opening night Uh, I'm very excited I think a lot of people someone was like oh my gosh they spoiled Mewtwo at the end but I'm gonna, I'm, like I said, I'm gonna push back because I think showing Mewtwo at the end was very smart. Like, look, you're gonna get your classic Generation One Pokemon here. Mewtwo is going to make an appearance, and he didn't do anything other than fly through an exploding air balloon. So I think that was really cool. Like, I think that's so such a hype moment to see what was you know the original most powerful Pokemon in the game. Show <laughs> Mew- Mewtwo looks so weird to me. He looks like a sex toy. Like he's all kind of flesh colored and he's kind of shiny and. Oh, he's kind of weird to look at. So uh, that unnerved me for sure. But every Pokemon has unnerved me in these trailers. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, the, the, the live action <laughs> adaptation, like they don't look what you think like they look like. That's for sure. Some of them mm-hmm. are way too fuzzy. But either way, it's fine. I'm very excited for Detective Pikachu. Ryan Reynolds also, before this trailer or this week, put out a little spot called Becoming Pikachu. And it's like a little, what is it, behind the actor studio? Yeah. He's like, I, I'm very method actor. I lived at his height late, and there's yeah. a photo of him laying on the floor. I, I, I tried to lose 180 pounds so I, I can be his weight. I ignored my daughters because Detective Pikachu doesn't have daughters kind of thing. And yeah. they brought in his then, wife, Blake Lively, to be like, yeah, no, we're not seeing this movie. And I will I will watch any video, any three-minute video or one-minute video that has Blake Lively in it because she is a cutie. So Ryan Reynolds, he's got it all. Yeah. And he, like, and he didn't even change his voice. And like, yep, he didn't change his voice. <laughs> so that's a funny trailer, a funny little minute and a half video. It's in, it's in our show notes as well. Shazam! We're getting a new trailer tomorrow. Mike, excited for that? It's Honestly, it's about time because that number two. For, for some reason I feel like we've already had three trailers, but in reality we've had one trailer and like some TV spots and some weird like just like social media like TV like spots almost that aren't on TV. They're just like in Twitter. So it's like I don't even know like what is – so I'm glad that we're finally getting a, an official trailer because yeah. uh, this this movie I'm, – I'm kind of pitching Shazam and Hellboy and Dark Phoenix as kind of like these wild cards that we have at the very beginning of this year. Like, they're either going to flop or they're going to soar. I feel like I just don't know what's going to happen. I'm afraid Hellboy is not going to make a lot of money just because it's smack in between these big Marvel blockbusters. I feel like it's going to get drowned out, which is unfortunate, but I hope it makes enough money to get a sequel and then maybe they can kind of pivot the next release date somewhere else. Or maybe it's counter-programming since it's rated R. Maybe they'll Maybe they'll mm-hmm. get a little bit of a difference audience there, but I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe Dark Phoenix could do really well since it's a very well-known property. For I was looking at comments of like the trailers and on social media, and people seem to be excited for it. So I, I suppose there could be a couple people out there. And then bringing it back to Shazam, like I was going to ask you this on the show: Do you think Shazam is more well-known as a character or less well-known as a character? as Iron Man when Iron Man's first film came out. Less, lesser I'm, known. Yeah, so that's what I was trying to think. Like, you have a very unknown character here. I bet a lot of people watch this trailer and don't even know what universe he's in. They probably don't even know if it's Marvel or DC or just some sort of, like, image comic come to life or well, something. Well, do, he does like, reference Batman and Superman very specifically in every trailer. Yeah, but, you know, I think even, like, in Kick-Ass, they might have mentioned, like, Superman and Batman. So, but either way, splitting hairs. But, yeah, no one really knows who he is. So is that 
is that lack of recognition going to be a problem? So I feel like we just got a lot of unknowns here at the very beginning of the year, and we have a lot of very strong knowns. We know Captain Marvel is going to rake in a ton of dollars. We know Endgame is. So we have all these other weird movies that I, I just don't know what to, to, what to think about I am them. Totally, but we're, I, I totally agree with you. I, I wish I was hyped for Shazam at this point in time. Like Aquaman you know, came off, didn't disappoint me. Shazam, like what? What is DC's next gameplay going to be with Shazam? And they've not shown us anything other than the fact that the kid who wants to go buy beer and, at the gas station, like that's it <laughs> so far. Like where's well, where's the action scenes? Well, I guess we're probably hopefully going to get that in the next trailer tomorrow. Yeah, but like it's like a month before the movie comes out. You think they do a lot more than just give us one trailer for almost a year and then like oh here's your second trailer a month before it comes out. Like do they not believe in it? Does like is it? I'm worried that this movie is going to be aimed towards kids, Mike, and we're not going to enjoy it. Well, I think we will be talking about next week this trailer, and you know, I I think it'll it'll turn you around. I don't know if I'm tr- if I'm like going to bat for Shazam or what's going on here. Like, I feel I feel like I'm defending it, even though I know nothing about it. But I feel like the second trailer is going to have what we want. I want to see like him like punching stuff. I want to see him fighting people. Uh, I want to see some more funny jokes. So um, yeah, maybe this new trailer will will turn us around. Yeah, I hope so. But they're putting it out this week because you know he used to be Captain Marvel, and they're going to put him before Captain Marvel. So that's probably why it's coming out tomorrow. And they'll probably do tickets on sale. Are you going to rush out and buy your tickets? Are you going to wait? Mm, the, for some reason, this doesn't seem like a movie where I'm going to have to rush out and get my tickets. Probably maybe a week before it comes out, okay. I'll secure my seats. Yeah, yeah, probably probably about the same. Aquaman 2 has been announced. We have an official release date. Are you ready for this? Because this is a long wait. Okay. December 16th, 2022. Uh, so long. Yeah, I know. It's four years after the original one. You'd think they'd try to speed it up a little bit. It makes me think that Jace Momoa is going to pop up somewhere. You know, I don't know if it's going to be like a duo movie or if at the very least a cameo, but how can you take your like one of your most profitable characters and keep them off the big screen for like four years? That seems really crazy. Where, so where would they put a map? Like you think they would announce the other movie before then then like you would. Yeah, you would think. I don't know where he's going to go. So yeah, that seems like a really long time to wait. Obviously, the movie is probably going to be in per- is probably already in pre-production. They're probably already paying people in an art department to start like you know, sketching up things that could possibly be in the movie. So I'm sure money is already being flowing. But yeah, they're not even close to even doing anything with the film yet. So Jason Momoa, are you really going to be gone for four years? Like, I, I find that hard to believe. Like DC, like they should do a two, two and a half year model like Marvel was doing. Like they didn't expect the popularity of Guardians, but they were able to crank out the second one in two and a half years or, mm-hmm. or, or maybe even less. Maybe it's a year and a half. I don't know. But like, come on, DC, like, People love this. Get a, get another one out. Like, come on, let's do this. Stop, stop yeah, this around. this this is leaning me towards that. That you know, we could see like a duo team up here. Uh, I don't know if it would be with the Flash. I don't know if that would really fit. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Cyborg. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Shazam. Maybe I don't know. There's gonna. He's gotta show up. Four years off the screen. That seems insane to me. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't think. That, when did when did Wonder Woman come out? Do we know? Uh, well, I, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head, but she did have Justice League in the middle of that, so we did technically see her That's true. before the next I don't film, think so. I don't think there's going to be any other movies. I think they'll either move this date up or keep it, one of the two. I don't think there's going to be anything in between uh, at this rate. But you did mention The Flash. The Flash, I don't think, is one of those choices because we've not even got his solo movie yet. 
Um, mm-hmm. And the current directors, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, are doing mm-hmm. a rewrite of this film as well, who, which they inherited from like eight other people so far. So. Well, that gives me that gives me faith in a in a Flash movie because uh, the Flash, you know, he's he can the at least Ezra Miller's version, he was kind of like this quippy guy, which I think could fit with the the style of kind of what we got to see Tom Holland doing in Homecoming. So yeah, I'm I'm down for these uh for these writers. Well, I've always talked about the Flash TV show essentially feeling like the Sam Raimi Spider Man one to me. So mm. you know, the characters are very similar. The power sets are different, but their personalities are very in line with mm. each other. So. I think I think this is okay. I mean, I want to see the Flash. Maybe it's not Flashpoint. Maybe it's something else at this point. Maybe they're like, eh, since we don't have Ben Affleck anymore, we don't have to worry about revisiting him at all. We can go do something new. So maybe he's gonna. Ha- maybe his villain. Oh, I know who the villain's gonna be. Someone who runs even faster. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's it, any given any given episode that you're on with the Flash uh, at the CW. That's probably the right answer. Yeah, that's why the Umbrella Academy is doing better than the flash right now in terms of <laughs> popularity yeah suicide squad uh the suicide squad the sequel to suicide squad uh, will smith is apparently not returning as deadshot due to scheduling conflicts for all his upcoming movies that everyone obviously wants to see like bright two and bad boys for life and whatever <laughs> other movies he's working on well hopefully it's a hancock too chris because that's what i'm oh, looking Jesus. forward to not even sarcastically, I want to see that. But um, so if Deadshot's gone, I highly doubt that they're going to bring back any of the other cast. I mean, I think Margot Robbie is somewhat Harley confirmed. Quinn is, yeah. Yeah, so this just seems like weird. Like, who's clamoring for Suicide Squad? I mean, James Gunn's at the helm, so that gets me a little bit more excited. But, yeah, it seems weird. It's like a Suicide Squad reboot almost all the way around. So That's okay with me. D- I didn't care for the first one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even saying that we needed to bring these people back. But it almost just seems like maybe abandon the Suicide Squad in general and just, I don't know, make a different movie. Well, <laughs> but what, whatever. Where are you going to put James Gunn, though? Like he, he, He's built his success off uh, teams of not quite heroes teaming together to take down someone just worse than they are. Have him make the Lobo movie or something, and then if he wants a squad, throw in some other like uh, nefarious types yeah. that team up with Lobo or something. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't give him a solo character. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give James Gunn a solo character. So, but what do we know? We'll see where this movie comes. Who's who's going to be in? It, who's not? It could be way off the walls and awesome, or it could not. Either one. Batwoman coming to that's the CW, right? Isn't that Batwoman? Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure. It's definitely in the Arrowverse of uh, Berlanti Studios, but I'm not sure if it's a streaming thing or if it's a CW thing. I think it's CW, so let's just leave it that. Yeah, bad. whatever channel it's on, they cannot use Batman at all. Like, they can and say it, but they cannot physically show or introduce Batman in any of their episodes. Hmm. I mean, that kind of, uh, that makes sense. I mean, they've been pretty restrictive. It's kind of weird, you know, you would think between your characters of Superman and Batman, your top two superheroes at DC by miles and miles and miles, your your big head honchos, that you've technically shown Batman on Gotham, I believe, you know, the bat suit. You, I think you, you see it in uh, Titans as well, you know, and you've also just straight up seen Superman on Supergirl. So why can't you show Batman? 
Batman on Batwoman. Maybe it's because he's kind of finally getting that movie in development. He's finally coming back around to his standalone, and maybe they're just like, well, Gotham's not a problem anymore. That's not coming back. Uh, maybe they've kind of shot their load of Batman on Titans, and they won't need him again in seasons two or three or four. You know, they can move forward without him. So maybe they're just like, all right, no more Batman. No more Batman. Yeah. I, they let Gotham have him for five, six years. I mean, let Batwoman have him for an episode. I mean, come on. It can't be worse than that, right? Or maybe the licensing fee for Batman is way more than the CW can afford. So I mean, that could be. So maybe they just went like, hey, we can mention him, but we can't show you what he looks like. I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see what that show does, Mike, to be honest with you. Batwoman over any of the other new ones coming out of yeah, there. Yeah, I, I think as far as I know, the, the, the pilot has been ordered, but I'm not 100% sure if it's technically had a season order yet. I don't think so. So I... I think everybody is just assuming that it's going to go to a season because, I mean, that's like a, a top-tier Batman show. We haven't really had one of those yet. So um, let, let's bring it on. I, I just want to see if they can if they can uh, do a little bit better production design because if you watch that crossover they did this year, uh, basically Gotham was just a, a building in Vancouver with a bunch of gargoyles just everywhere, not even attached to the building. They were just like planters on top of the roof. It was weird, man. Uh, hopefully they can, uh, they can fix that. <laughs> with the Batwoman show, but yeah, I'm down. Maybe bring in some, uh, bring in some Batman villains proper. It seems like they won't have a problem with them using those characters. Yeah. Uh, we could, I don't, I don't know much about Batman or her rogue gallery, but, um, we, we could see some, uh, some real Gotham people pop. They could, maybe they show Batman later. I don't know. They could maybe get enough money to have him in an episode next season. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll come out with a standalone Batman movie and it just tanks and they're just like, "All right, fine, you can use All Batman. right. We need some good <laughs> Batman not, reviews." He's not working out for us right now. Yeah, so, uh The Umbrella Academy, the show on Netflix that everyone is raving about. We had a review episode we just recorded before the show. Yeah. And we liked it like we talked about last week, but um we just want to let you know our review episode will be up. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably already listened to it. And if not, uh, it starts off spoiler free and then gets into spoilers later on. So, yeah. And I, I, I mentioned it in the review, but, uh, there was a, a link that I sent Chris before we started recording today that like screen rant, the apparently got a hold of some sort of data that said that umbrella Academy is officially more popular than the flash on CW. I, I think maybe, I don't know if popular was the word they're using for a specific reason or just for the headline. I think technically it just has more viewership. So that's, that's pretty impressive that a paid walled off streaming service, even though everybody technically does have Netflix, uh, is competing with something that you can just get for free over the air with like bunny ears. So I think that's a uh, pretty cool that umbrella Academy is getting those eyeballs, not saying the flash doesn't deserve them, but it's cool that umbrella, umbrella Academy, a very unknown property is kind of hitting the mainstream and i've been hearing of people watching it that just don't usually watch like superhero stuff you know usually kind of like people are just like oh something new on netflix i'll give it a shot umbrella academy this is cool so yeah rad go listen to our review yeah like i said my boss was like hey i saw the show the umbrella academy and i thought of you immediately i'm like awesome so people are just randomly watching it which is really cool so Mm -hmm. um very excited so you can go check out our uh review over there uh, that's our that's our news for the week, Mike. I'm I'm very yeah. excited for Captain Marvel. I'm I'm trying to get am- I'm getting amped for this. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of lukewarm. It's not like that. I'm not looking forward to it, but I feel like the the end game hype is just uh, 
just overshadowing Captain Marvel, and hopefully that changes when I'm in the theater. Uh, but I can always look forward to popcorn, so there's something always getting me into the theater, Chris. You, just, you got bad taste, man. Popcorn. <laughs> but uh, anyway, if people don't know what you're up to, what you're doing, and how your theater experience goes watching Captain Marvel on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, gotta wait. So where long. can people find you at? Do not spoil this movie for me, people. You can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing, uh, you're kind of putting together a whole little uh, arcade stick, you know, mm -hmm. uh, taking the knowledge you got from the Arcade Expo. Uh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or on Instagram, Valdan87. You can also have a comic UI. We are in the month of C2E2, Mike. We are finally here. It's in um, it's the 22nd, 23rd-ish. I'll be in Chicago for that. So if anyone's there, let me know. We can hit, meet up, hang out, take a selfie. You can uh, tell me your thoughts on stuff. We'll do a little audio interview, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Just hit me <laughs> up. Um, yeah, and so on and so forth. But, uh, Mike, if people want to listen to our show, all our review episodes, maybe get in their queue ready for next week for the Captain Marvel. Where can they find that at? As always, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com to find all the avenues we host our show if you're not subscribed yet, which you should be. And you can get our awesome show notes. So we talked about a lot of trailers today. We even talked about uh, Ryan Reynolds' uh, silly Pikachu inside the Actor Studio video. We got all that in our show notes, so just head on over there. We also got an awesome upcoming release calendar. That's just a nice, simple, plain text list. We're not loading a whole bunch of images. There's no galleries. There's no sliders. There's no ads. You just It's just a tool that we've made for you if you want to know when these kind of superhero comic book big blockbuster movies that we're interested in are coming out and when we're going to be talking about them so you can get that at superheroslate.com on our upcoming release page uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio I feel like I don't even need to say this list anymore I feel like we're everywhere but if we're on, if we're not on some app, some app that you want us to be, just let us know and we can get it listed there. You can like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Reach out uh, on YouTube, Twitter. You can send us an email through our website. We love hearing from you. You know, If you have any predictions of what's going to be the wild card or the flop of this half of the year, there's some other movies coming out this year that are definitely wild cards. we got that other Joker movie that, you know, pun intended, is a wild card, so we'll see what goes on there. There's a whole lot of questions that will be happening. Uh, we want to know what you think. And we love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will continue to be here every week. And we are really getting into the movie season, so you will start to see us in your feed twice a week talking about the mm -hmm. movies specifically that release and drop. And we are hyped as usual, and we will be here year after year for all of your superhero news needs. Chris, there you go. Wow. Podcast done. Signed off. Check mark. Done. That was like half a show just wrapping it up by itself, man. We got to <laughs> figure out a way to clean that up a little bit. But anyway, thanks for everyone listening, and we will see you guys next week. All right. Adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, I love that. I laughed it. I laughed just as hard when I watched it at home on the couch. <laughs>